0: Hello ladies! You are listening to the Saludable Latina Women's Health and Wellness Podcast with Lilia Gomez-Ash. The Saludable Latina Podcast started with the intention to raise awareness about a variety of women's health topics, but then I quickly realized that the wellness journey is full of transitions. So I expanded my mission to include topics such as spirituality, health and wellness. I am more focused to bring authentic conversations with real women as well as health and wellness experts for their insights for growth in the wellness journey. I hope that you find all the guests that come to the Saludable Latina community as people who are doing purposeful, intentional work. They are smart and they are passionate and they have a dynamic point of view when it comes to the wellness space. So I hope that you're able to learn something from the conversations, from the health tips, all the conversations that we have from women to women. Are you ready for the new episodes? Well then, let's get started. All right, ladies, before we get started with tonight's episode, I wanted to ask how many of you have had an open conversation to yourself or with a friend or a mother or family or sister about what pleasure means to you. Whether you're single, in a relationship, or have gone through certain experiences in the pelvic region, we must talk about what feels healthy and pleasurable for our needs. Now, this is a really dynamic conversation to have. Why? Because we often don't discuss this as we're growing up in our family household. It's a hush-hush, don't talk about it, don't you even think about it trying to ask the question and so we often see it in the movies and novelas and the radio stations or you know queso queso but we're not really asking the questions that we really want to hear or because maybe we tend to shy away and be a little embarrassed to say well I want to ask but I really don't want to be the only one asking and so tonight's episode we're going to be talking about what does pleasure mean and how we can actually achieve pleasure in a very own mind of our conscious with our bodies and making sure we're thriving in our pelvic region area as the wholeness of the body and so if you are a woman who has been thinking about I'm not succeeding in my pleasure health anatomy why not have this dialogue often as women we're transitioning whether we're in a single relationship going through some pelvic diagnosis and then we notice there is a shift happening in our bodies and we're not really grasping why we're not feeling that pleasure like we used to. Perhaps it's time to reevaluate and really dive into this conversation. So tonight I have a guest that's going to get right into that topic, pleasureness and what does it mean? And so are you guys ready? Because the platica is coming in very fun, strong, and very like open-minded. So, listas, vamos. Un, dos, tres. All right, ladies, welcome back to another podcast episode here at Saludable Latina Women's Health and Wellness. And today I have a very special guest that's going to be talking about sexuality and getting the flows and juices flowing, especially if we have experienced some type of changes in our bodies and or have experienced a little bit of trauma and how to nurture that area to be able to flow in the intuition of your health. I have Iana Celeste here with me. How are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely wonderful and feeling super joyous to be in conversation with you today. Now, Iana is actually a motivational speaker, but she's also a holistic pleasure coach and sound healer. How did you actually come about your field before starting your practice? Can you let us know a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes. So definitely when I was younger, I did not think, hey, mom, dad, I'm going to talk about sex and pleasure all day. <laughs> that definitely wasn't on the agenda. <laughs> um, you know, I grew up Catholic and both my parents um, immigrated here from Mexico. Um, I was born here and, you know, raised Catholic and I'm an only child and, you know, just there was there was nothing on the radar that would have indicated that this would have been the, the realm of um, my purpose. But what I do always remember is, specifically remember like, one one moment crying really young to my parents like I just want to help people and I don't know what that is and I remember being really frustrated by it so when I was younger I thought you know I was really into the sciences I really loved to learn about how we function and I've just always been amazed by how intricate and complex everything is yet how like simple it also is in in the systems and how things are repeated in nature and so I just went down the science realm and I started doing research and for a while thought that I would become a physician or, you know, something in the medical field because I thought, okay, yes, I want to help people and I want to help people feel better and get better, Um, whatever that meant to me at the time. And in 2012, I had a really huge you know, what I call a spiritual awakening. And this was coming off of about a year and a half of depression. Um, I had um, moved away from home for several years and had to move back in with my parents. I had lost what I believed was the love of my life at the time. I wasn't happy in research. I didn't know where I wanted to go. And basically it was, I was really, what I felt was broken open. But I also at that time had a, knew I had an opportunity to see myself differently. And I wanted to see myself differently because I was so broken open that I started to realize that a lot of my life had been, the choices I had made had been from fear. Fear of not feeling successful, feel whatever that meant. Feeling um, the fear of letting my parents down, fearing so much. So when I had my spiritual awakening, I started to ask myself, what do I really like to do? What have I always wanted to do? And started making decisions from a place that felt more honest and authentic And that led me to, um, you know, at the time, like I said, I was kind of healing from this relationship. I wasn't having any sex at the time. Mm -hmm. I was just purely focusing on my spirituality. One of the questions I would ask myself was, you know, in terms of also, you know, while I'm asking myself what I really enjoy, what do I really like, what do I like about myself? One of the questions I asked is, who am I as a sexual person? Because a lot of that, like all the other things in my life had been based on external validations. And, you know, like I said, I wasn't having sex at the time. I was healing from my relationship. So I was just focusing on on connecting to a higher source, whatever I thought that could mean for me at the time. Um, you know, I call that the universe right, right now, this higher consciousness. And a few years in, about 2015, I remember there was this moment where I just felt so good in my own body and I felt so enlivened and aroused by life and I felt so sexy and it was only, it was all internal. It was all from all of the work I had been doing to see myself and live more honestly, live live with less fear and greater faith and trust. And When I realized, oh, hey, I hadn't been really fucking, so how do I feel so sexy? This must be (laughs) the connection to spirit somehow. (laughs) And in 2015, I had made the decision at that point to go back to school and get my master's because I had been, I had already been awakening so much through these spiritual practices. Like I had become a yoga teacher and I had been learning Reiki and I started mindfulness and I was leading meditations and I knew I wanted to expand that practice. So I went back to get my master's and so it all kind of coincided and I thought, you know what, while I'm here, I have this opportunity to learn from these amazing therapists and healers. Let's learn about sexuality and spirituality. There's, there's got to be something here. And when I did, it was like a door had flung open to a whole entire world um, that I didn't even realize was there, even in years of, of spiritual practice at that point. And it's been just this beautiful unearthing of, of a deep well of wisdom within my body from my body, from joy, from pleasure, from the magic that comes with being present in my sexual spaces. You know, when you have this knowledge that you're starting to receive and see, and, and you see this interconnectedness of everything. You know, you you can't keep that to yourself. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel called to share it
0: and support absolutely it,
1: to see that within themselves, especially right now. That. We're awakening to so much. The veil is being lifted on so much that pleasure and sex in our bodies, our sensuality has to be a part of that conversation. And so that's what brought me here. The last two years, I opened up uh, my business, One Thread in 2018, and it's just been a, a, a beautiful unfolding ever since.
0: That's amazing. Thank you so much for being able to share your personal story when it, when it came down to being what you mentioned, being broken and open. Because I think at times a lot of women fear that they don't want to be broken and open mm-hmm. because we might be seen as too vulnerable or mm-hmm. too, too weak at times to be able to strengthen the mind and the body. But sometimes what does tend to happen is that we need to be broken in order to strengthen those conditions to move on. that spiritual awakening depending on what the practice is you mentioned Mm -hmm. that you were um, you came from catholic parents and you mentioned Mm -hmm. you wanted to help and you just didn't know how and you went into science and did some research and obviously the the sexual topic in general is so tabooed in in a family household that is raised catholic Um, we are taught at a very young age sexuality anything Pictures, motions, movies, yeah. no, 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 you can't see or talk about it. But I think the more our families and or families deprive their children of not knowing healthy ways of sexuality, then that's when decisions can lead to hopefully not consequences. I don't want to say consequences because I think it's up to the individual to see how they're going to engage. But I also do believe if we do have the talk to be able to have these open discussions about sexuality and pleasure, we're able to have a better self-conscious awareness about What are the decisions that we need to consciously make to make sure that we're honoring the body and the mind at the same time? And that's why I love that you're creating a platform to be able to discuss this. In your research, how did you feel that you were combining your, your educational background with the platform of your holistic practice? How did you connect and blend those two dots together to help you thrive?
1: Well, I mean... Gosh, that's a really big question because uh, (laughs) it's so interwoven, right? I mean, first, when you just think about the energetics of everything, I mean, I study more, you know, cell to cell interactions, but when you break that down even more, to the energetic exchange that's happening between cells between organ systems but within the self between people between people and the organism between and the or, the system between different ecosystems i mean it, it, when you break down who we are to the energetic self it expands your ability to see pleasure and your body in a more expansive way. So we, like you were saying with um, Catholicism and and lots of other, you know, um, really traditional um, religions that focus on maybe like sin or, you know, our sex is really taboo. We, there's a lot of disengagement from who we really are, which is this energetic self. And the way that I define pleasure is an acronym. So that stands for the presence, loving energy of awareness, softly unveiling and revealing everything. (laughs) (laughs) So when we slow down our mind, I think, you know, kind of the misconception with meditation is like, I can't stop thinking, well, no, the brain isn't ever going to stop thinking Mm-hmm. Until the day that you know it's our last day on this earth, the mind, the purpose of meditation is to slow down the thoughts, to be able to create space for you to perceive and become aware of all of the other fluctuating energies that live in the present and live within yourself. And so, science has really allowed me to see kind of the fundamental building blocks of what all of this means. And really, that's being able to connect with the, the the most fundamental part of everything, which is this energy, this consciousness, that is when we talk about abundance and expansion and infinite possibility, we are, you know, we, we think of that as, as God or the universe, but that is also who we are because that is in our very nature as well. Um, when we talk about like our actual physical, physiological form, you know, we have the... These really, what you call like happy hormones. All hormones are really good because they help you to keep balance, right? When when things go um, when things go out of balance, you know, when we have higher levels of stress out of balance, those become out of balance. We experience higher levels of like oxytocin in our system, right? So they, we consider those the quote unquote bad hormones those actually those hormones are actually you know important to our fight or flight response but we also have quote-unquote happy hormones and the way that I like to talk about um, those hormones in our body when we experience pleasure is that you get a dose of pleasure so that's dopamine oxytocin serotonin and endorphins now that just that doesn't just happen under like super happy circumstances the reality is is that when we learn when what's called um this open learning system in somatic, uh, somatic practices, somatic practices having to do with the body. Our bodies have somatic intelligence, body intelligence. So when we are an open system, an open container where we are able to learn about our own selves, these aha moments, these moments of realization, our body physiologically responds with a dose of pleasure. So I, I, I say that pleasure is the language of transformation because sometimes even though it's difficult to become vulnerable with ourselves and it's, you know, we always think we're perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's hard to admit these things that, that we these patterns that we've been in for so long and we know they're holding us back and sometimes we have to have the compassion and the courage to see that and to understand that it's okay that we, dealt with life in a particular way. But in that realization, even though it may not be pleasurable, our body is experiencing the joy of remembering that we are good and that we are whole and that we are healing.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I think like you mentioned earlier, the energetics of everything from cell to cell. Like I literally just pictured our cells communicating and vibrating from our crown to our sacral.
1: Mm. And
0: you know, at times when someone does a lot of healing work, um, especially someone like you who's been on that journey who continues to be on that journey and i say mm-hmm. continuous because healing is a continuous journey Is learning and growing and being able to embody everything that you just um, mentioned as, as far as pleasure because pleasure also comes with the idea of learning that those bad experiences had to be part of that process because mm-hmm. you mentioned in your heartache with your breakup and transitions in life like how long did it take you to really awaken you when you were healing in your process because we all know when we go vulnerable like we go days or months where we're like oh yeah not ourselves
1: oh yeah oh gosh i mean i think it was probably about it was about from april 20 i think it was like 2012 i believe it was to about i'd say september where I felt pretty numb and in and out of kind of like depression or this really, I'd call it for me, having really experienced depression, I would call it more of like a really deep sadness. I suppose it felt different for me and that's my designation, my own personal designation. But, um, yeah it was several months where I just I either didn't feel anything or I felt everything I felt anxious I could still feel my partner and his own pain you know Um, Mm -hmm. my ex-partner at the time like there was so much I even remember telling my mom um, I don't I'm so anxious and I feel, I'm feeling so much sometimes and I don't know how to control it. And I feel like they're taking, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and they're, they're running away with me. I feel like I'm going crazy because I was just so all over the place. I mean, that's the thing with just <laughs> those moments in life
0: where everything falls, falls open. I couldn't agree more with that, um, yeah. how you're describing that, because there are women who don't experience, I mean, they experience symptoms of depression, but it's more like this deep sadness that mm-hmm. just vibrates, and you feel everything and anything around you. It's like you just at the you open this aura that
1: mm-hmm. is just
0: existing, and you're trying to figure out like how to balance, how to thrive back, and sometimes we have to navigate all of those emotional feelings. Like, how was that feeling for you? Did you feel like you were in discontrol sometimes of your internal emotions and trying to figure out how to find that balance day by day?
1: Yeah, I the biggest thing that I can think of that helped me to, to start to navigate the overwhelm of the emotions that I was feeling at the time, because I knew I didn't want to take medication personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely weighed that option because it was getting so bad. I just didn't want to feel further taken away from myself since I didn't know where I was. I felt like I had been let out into the ocean and all of these waves were crashing and I didn't know where shore was. Mm. And I didn't want to put in medication into the mix without me kind of at least being able to see like, the shore a little bit. And one of the things that started to help, I mean, honestly, you know, I was, I was, I felt like I was just searching and grasping for, at water, you know, like I was just trying to find a buoy, something to hold on to. And, you know, at the time I was, you know, listening to a lot of, I think it was Oprah's Life class at the time, like I was really just trying to take in as much knowledge to find something that would help me feel like I could find, I could put my head above water and, and start to tread water a bit more. Um, and I remember one of the things that really helped with that was starting to see, like put myself in the space of the observer, starting to not be immersed in my emotions, but starting to make the distinction that the emotions are something that I'm feeling, but that I am not the emotions themselves, like limiting how I'm identifying with that and and with them and more so what i call coming into relationship with them. For example, one of the things that I even to this day still kind of manage is anxiety and asking myself, what is this anxiety trying to teach me? What? Where is this taking me? Where is this coming from? And just coming into a better communication with these emotions and not fighting them as much. Um, honestly, one of the books at the time that I was reading that helped with that was *The Untethered Soul* by Michael Singer, and he talks about this—you um, know—coming into the seat of the observer and allowing you, allowing yourself to become aware and perceive. Rather than being like just, you know, thrown into the mix of these huge waves of emotion. Um, the other thing too that I've learned over the years and especially in my pleasure at practice is that it is okay to also feel all of these things. We judge our emotions so much because we have we think we have to keep it all together, right? We feel like we have to be okay. We have to be fine. That we can't be a mess that we can't be you know feel overwhelmed there's no reason why we cannot feel all these things especially when life throws us these curveballs um, it's natural, it's a part of being human and it's a part of our healing to be able to learn how to be in relationship, in new relationships with all of these different types of emotions and where they're coming from and, you know, the, the uh, healing is a spiral. So sometimes it feels like you're, re, you're re-addressing an old emotion, but you're at a different elevation of perception and so you learn how to deal with it differently. So those are kind of some of the ways that I've been, I was able to kind of navigate myself into a better space of perception with my my emotions and my situation and to be able to 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 learn from it
0: yeah you know and i really love the fact that you stated something as part of your learning process and healing process is being able to be at a different state of level with relationships with the different types of emotions because now every emotion that you experienced in the past may be at a different level moving forward and mm-hmm. so i really love that you implemented that because it is very true when we do connect to our past, present, and future, how those emotions do fluctuate and the relationships that we have built with them. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty now because in your healing process too, you had mentioned, you know, obviously, obviously when we have a heartbreak when, with a relationship, one of the things that happens is there's vulnerability in existence, but there's also vulnerability with pleasure, yeah. and so often at times this also comes across different platforms for different women for a variety of reasons. It could be relationship, relationship, it could be that perhaps maybe the woman has experienced a sexual trauma, or maybe entering premenopause, or menopause, or maybe postpartum, or even pregnancy loss, because there's a big shift in the dynamic and pleasure when it comes to all those health topics. And so there is going to be periods and times where we're not even going to be pleasured, like, mm-hmm. or activating and sexual intimacy, or like you said, mm-hmm. like, because mm-hmm. it happens where we kind of go into what I call the little flowers in the desert field for a while Mm. and it's taking some time to navigate and so having the open platform that you created to talk about pleasure and intimacy and to awaken that why was this important for you to be able to create this and being able to have this dialogue with women for the healing process but also for Nurturing ways.
1: Yeah, one of the the oh, this is so beautiful. I'm just I'm that that imagery that you said right now with the flower in the desert. I mean, it just feels so beautiful, and, and um, I'm really uh, um, you know <laughs> so honored to be in this space talking about this right now. It feels really holy and sacred for some reason. I don't know if you're feeling a girl. I'm feeling it. Like- <laughs> you
0: know, uh, Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm feeling. I'm envisioning the flower in the desert next to a cactus spine, and we go into these droughts where we're yeah. feeling like, hey. You know, for a, a period of time, we go stagnant with our pleasure, with yeah. our sexuality. And also, because we said before in different religious practices, depending on your household and how your upbringing was, that's really not seen as a healthy practice when it should be, at least yeah. for women's feminine and reproductive health. It's a yeah. vital piece for, um, like you mentioned, our hormones to be balanced. And so, yeah. if we're depriving our bodies of sexual pleasure, then we're also in and, and some hormones.
1: Definitely. Um, so I'll give you kind of an, a personal anecdote, if that's okay, to kind of Absolutely. like lead us into this conversation. So, you know, when this whole quarantine started um, in March and it was like, re- like, like that first week where it was like, what the fuck is happening?
0: <laughs> yeah. Trust me, like, everybody was like, the intense the <laughs> was like what's going on
1: yeah like is this real life
0: as a matter of fact um, during COVID-19 people were like we don't we probably shouldn't be even having sexual pleasure because it's COVID-19 yeah. <laughs> you know six six feet, six of distance feet of kind of...
1: <laughs> oh, that's when you get into like the energy orgasms and stuff like that. See, that see that's why we need to elevate our practices though.
0: absolutely
1: but um, so so at the beginning of quarantine, you know, I mean, it was just a huge trigger, a stress response. Everyone, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say everyone, but I think a large majority of people <laughs> went into fight or flight. Of course, <laughs> you know, there's a huge fear because of the, the 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 massive quick shift and the uncertainty, and that's where a lot of stress comes from, right? In uncertainty and change. And for me, what happened during that time is I felt really unable to be um, like aroused in my body my body went into fear response and felt really numb and you know I've been with my partner for about you know it'll be I think coming on five years in October and so you know we've developed I've developed the the ability to be vulnerable with him and and still it was tough to tell him look I can't I I don't want to be touched in that way Um, you know, I, I don't feel like my body just feels like so numb. I don't feel like I can be aroused right now. And there was a part of me that felt really sad about that because, you know, I love sex and I love being with my partner. But what I had what I had to implement in that time was my my practice, right? To understand that the pleasure that we experience, if it isn't sexual pleasure, because we're experiencing changes in our body, because um, for whatever reason it may be stress, illness, um, whatever reason it may be, the pleasure it, that is an opportunity to dive into a, a an alternate and Perhaps just as deep, if not deeper sense of intimacy with yourself, asking yourself, what does give me pleasure? Another way to ask that is, what do I need right now? Pleasure is the honoring of all of yourself. So I had to, in that moment, you know, really be vulnerable and say, I'm sad that I feel this stressed out, that I feel that I can't be with my partner in this way. You know, I want to have sex, but I I can't um, right now. Um, And not identifying with that and and automatically thinking there's a problem with me. The, the alternate dialogue that I was having was, what can I convey honestly to myself first and foremost about what I need? And then because I'm in a partnership, how can I convey that honestly with my partner? All of that line of questioning to be able to ask yourself, how can I still receive joy still? How can I still, how can I still give myself what I need to feel good in this moment? in my life, in my day, still in my partnerships? All of those are just as important questions to help you to one, to ground, to to feel joy, to feel centered, to feel reconnected with the source of yourself. And all of that will help to reinvigorate the body, to be uh, sexually aroused. we we don't associate the arousal um, and excitement and desire and eroticism that we have in our everyday life is so it's so intimately connected to how we feel in our in our like sexual intimate spaces. Um so to ask ourselves, what do we need? What do we want? What excites us? That's just as important in those times where, our bodies may not be able to be aroused or maybe desire isn't as abundant in that, during that time. And I think the other thing too that's really important is to remember that we are dynamic. And because we are dynamic, so is our pleasure. So nothing lasts forever, right? Everything is evolving. Everything is changing. And when we come into a different relationship with our body and our pleasure and in, in the relationship, understanding that it's dynamic and therefore it's abundant and, and constant There's going to be a new experience. It gives us the freedom to be in spaces of 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 joy that we never even realized we could live in But then also the spaces where things are more quiet Things are living in that you know that that Silent of silence of the desert, but it doesn't mean that things aren't changing and evolving and um, that that isn't still there that vibrancy, that vibrancy is, is, is always there for you to tap into and to cultivate. So those those times are an opportunity for you to understand yourself in a more intimate way.
0: I love that, and especially when you had mentioned having the time in the silence to be able to nurture that part. Because yeah. as I went back to the flower in the desert, and I was envisioning a cactus. And you know, most people think that cactuses don't bloom flowers, but it takes mm-hmm. time for that season to come. And mm-hmm. so if If women can understand to nurture what is it that we want, what is it that we need, what is it that excites us, then that flower present comes back and we start to feel that energy flow again because now we're no longer depriving that saying, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be asking my inner self like what pleases me because Mm -hmm. we should be asking that question. What pleases me to get the juices flowing? Mm -hmm. Um, Because we are going to be transitioning, our body transitions every year, every five, every 10. And so- Mm -hmm when we are more conscious about, like what you mentioned, with our emotions, the fluctuation and our silence and getting to know what pleasures oneself, then we're able to captivate and understand our bodies a bit more to know that pleasure is a healthy practice for the woman. Mm
1: -hmm. And so
0: let's get right into because you are coming up with an event that's going to be online and streaming, and it's called the Awaken, Reveal, and Thrive World Pleasure Day. Mm -hmm. I'm really Excited that we have a woman at the forefront and Latina. Amen. Dialogue, <laughs> because you know as Latinas, everybody's gonna be like, "You can't be talking about that." I can see mamás and abuelitas saying like, "Por qué está hablando de?" <laughs> <laughs> totally. But <laughs> who knows? They might be listening too. Like, yeah. huh, maybe I went through that and I never had the opportunity to really ask myself. And so the fact that we have a Latina that wants to talk about sexuality and pleasure and the importance of it. Why was this important for you to create, especially in the platform for women of color?
1: Oh my gosh, there's so many answers I have to. I have to like absolutely. <laughs> to like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down a couple of different ways.
0: <laughs> of course. Um.
1: So so one of the things like while while you were you were talking that that I wanted to address was um, you know, so my mom. You know, I'm, a, I'm an only child, and you know, I think my mom and I really—we ha- still have a really beautiful mother-daughter relationship. And you know, sex wasn't something that like we always talked. It wasn't like an open thing, but it wasn't like off the table ever. Um, but you know, I. I don't feel like I had gotten the knowledge that I do now that I maybe wish I had had then, but my mom didn't have that knowledge. And as I've been kind of stepping into this holistic pleasure and sound healer calling the last couple of years, my mom's been able to experience a couple of the workshops and things that um, I've created during quarantine. You know, I wasn't, you know, uh, the first couple of weeks, I wasn't feeling that that arousal through my my sexual body or my, my sexual pleasure but I was so creative I created a series of sonic rituals um, which I call they're kind of like guided meditations for the grown and sexy because they're a super vibe (laughs) Um, and it's this series called all of me and I created that during quarantine I was able to channel that um, and my mom utilized it you know because I was like mom I have this thing you know I'd love for you I'd love to share this with you because I love you and I want you to see what I'm creating in my life and she understood Pleasure in a whole new way, and she was like niha i i didn 't realize that I had not known that I could receive pleasure in this way i didn 't know that like this was how I could have been, um, and you know that that this was open for me or, and it was available to me um, she was like, My mom definitely didn 't know that, and i didn 't learn that so you know that was one of the things that really started to make me see that when we open ourselves to our sexuality our pleasure the wellness that comes from the freedom to be in the, that those parts of ourselves there's a deep deep healing generationally that can happen not just you know with our past uh with our ancestors our our you know older family but with our our children and those that come after us gosh what was the other things too i wanted to say oh my gosh I, i'm a lot, i'm losing my train of thought there's another one um,
0: It's okay, girl. Yeah, ask me.
1: Ask me me another question, girl.
0: (laughs) Um, So obviously, it's good to know that you're creating the platform because you were creating this. It's almost like you were in tune to knowing what your body needed, and the universe saying, "Okay, girl, I'm opening the door for you." And the fact that you were able to share this with your mom also brought a sense of awareness because, and we really talk about like the generational of our women's health and, and in our household. Most of our mothers and or Diaz yeah. comadres, um, yeah. don't really discuss sexual pleasure, but yeah. at the forefront of our generation, we're like, well, why shouldn't we, right? Exactly. And yeah. so by you creating this platform that's going um, to integrate to Awaken, Reveal, and Thrive, why was it important to Awaken, Reveal, and Thrive this?
1: Yes. Okay. So, oh girl, this this was a seed that had been planted about a year ago. I I started to see When I was going to healing events and conferences uh, around sex and pleasure, I didn't see enough of someone that looked like me or someone that was like um, BIPOC, you know, like there was the lack of diversity was almost jarring to me, especially with, you know, there there are certain cultures that aren't as open about talking about sex and pleasure. And I'd say most cultures, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of cultures, right? Um, and it was just important to me that we start this dialogue that we that we have an opportunity to be at the forefront of this movement to return back to our wholeness through our pleasure, through our joy, engaging our bodies in a really open and Accepting way, uh, because that's where our ancestry is from, right? I, I always talk about nature when I talk about pleasure. They're they're interwoven, they're inseparable, and our ancestors deeply, 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 deeply connected to to nature. I mean, you know, my great grandma, my, my grandma used to put like um, you know, it was like garlic in the ear on a like a like a little cotton ball when I had an earache, and like all of these remedios that like you know are old school, like from nature. From the earth, and it was important that I was intentional about who I brought into the conversation. And so, uh, you know, all the panel of speakers, I tried to make it as diverse as possible. And this is just the first year, and it's I know it's going to expand into this beautiful tapestry of voices. But I really wanted people to see themselves in each speaker's experience. Far too often, we get the one experience the, the white male, the white. Female and their um, their experience of an Eastern or ancient medicine, and that's how I started my journey. So you know, with with teachers like that. So I'm I'm not gonna you know I'm in gratitude for those that I learned from at that time in 2012 2013. Now it's different. You know, now it's about where can we re- how do we return back to the source? How do we re- reconnect with our ancestors? How do we remember this ancient medicine that lives and thrives within us? And how do we then allow that to live from within to, and, and and manifest outward into our own lives and, and impact our communities? So I was very intentional with bringing all of the people on that, that I thought could really have diverse voices and diverse experiences. I want I want everyone to be able to see within, see some a reflection of themselves in in, in the panel, um, and just open up the conversation for for more voices, uh, more more abundance. Right, that's what this is really about. If we just have one type of person telling us how this is, how can we see ourselves and the, our own possibility? Representation matters. So I feel really really passionate about that in moving forward in my career and, and giving um B- BIPOC um, people just really uh, the opportunity to to speak about sex and pleasure and that's just that's been honestly one of the most eye-opening things about allow um being called to bring World Pleasure Day to life is for me it's I know this is going to be a gift for so many people and um I'm just so looking forward to sharing it but for me, the gift has really been to see that I'm not alone. There are so many amazing people out there who are doing such great work around sex and pleasure. And I want to give each one of them an opportunity to be seen on World well Pleasure Day.
0: All right, girl. I'm looking forward to seeing Mm -hmm. and identifying with actual speakers that you can relate to because there is a lack of representation sometimes, you know, and like you said, you know, we are grateful for the ones that we learn from, but sometimes we have to be able to have that linkage and correlation with someone that you feel you can just see yourself like when we see someone speaking we want to see a reflection of ourselves like does that speak to me is that mm-hmm. me does she understand my upbringing my my culture like does she mm-hmm. understand my needs and so it's really good to be able to implement and have a variety of speakers I can represent that and so yeah. what do we have to look forward to when does this take place and what time okay so
1: it is happening on August 18th it's just around the corner that's the Tuesday and I know it's random <laughs> oh, yeah, I, maybe I should have made it on a Saturday or something but August 18th is a really special day for me. August 18th, I love the number 818. It's something that every time I've seen it throughout my spiritual kind of process of the last couple of years, um, it always makes me feel like I'm connected to the universe in some way. So every August 18th for maybe the past five, six years, I've celebrated August 18th, like just being present and joyous and being out and about and, and feeling deep gratitude and pleasure. And so I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do World Pleasure Day and it's about being joyous, it's about opening our mind, about being present in our body and elevating how we see and think and feel pleasure. I would want that to be on this on this, on this this amazing uh, numer- numerological day, August 18th. And actually it's a new moon also on that day. So that's kind of dope. Yeah, <laughs> no, that that, that. that <laughs> is dope.
0: You know, I'm I'm a big believer in, in being able to have um different spiritual practice depending on the woman's needs, right? Because I think yeah. everyone um it has a journey to learn. But you mentioned eight one eight, and literally when I wrote it down, I'm looking at literally the labia and the intersection of the lip where it's almost like the opening of the yeah. vagina. Yeah. And so I think if I think you picked the perfect date because it's in sync with why you wanted to create in the first place. So is this going to be online or Zoom or where can people find these? The event?
1: Okay, so you can go to, yeah, it's going to be on Zoom. So you can go to worldpleasureday.com and when you register, um, you'll receive the Zoom link and the event is awake. The live stream event is awake and reveal thrive the art of pleasure. And that's going to be happening uh, starting at 1130 a.m. And That'll start with movement and meditation, and then we'll bring in our speakers, our healers, our artists, our sound healers, and that'll finalize at 4:30 p.m. and this is all Pacific Standard Time. Um, it's a live stream event, so you know you can put your earbuds in, stream it in the background. You can fit, you can uh, join when you can, pay full attention for the full four or whatever hours it is, and. What I'd also like to do is because there are some people, you know, who won't be able to access it on the day is I'd like to be able to make it available um, to be able to be restreamed later on down the line um, after August 18th. So that is something I'm also working on as well. So it will be recorded. But yeah, go to worldpleasureday.com to register. All right.
0: So it is accessible. So if you're going to be at work, you better take your earphones or your AirPods. (laughs) Make sure you can link in because, you know, you can still listen. And then like, yeah. and like Iana said, you can eventually look at the pre recording at a later date once she makes that accessible. Yeah. I also want to mention you are working on another project. It's called the Pleasure Revolution Podcast. Tell us, what is that all about?
1: So, at the end of 2019, I was just really dying. Like, I was, I was craving using my voice. And it was one of those things where I was still afraid to be seen, but I felt like. I just needed to talk about these ideas. And I I wanted a platform to do that. And I think I was just tired of of reaching out to different platforms and getting all of these no's that you know I I wasn't able to go talk here or speak here or whatever. And and I thought, why don't I just create my own platform and and let it be something where I can talk about these ideas and connect with community? Because that's something I was also craving was the ability to not only share these ideas, but have other people come in and, and share their experiences of pleasure and just start to create a a sacred vessel to learn um, and share my inspiration and um, my sonic rituals and I just wanted it to be something really creative as well and I think there's something really powerful about being able to record yourself your voice regardless of whether you have your own podcast or not it's given me a lot of courage i think and trust in my own voice to be able to create the things that i want one of the really powerful things if you look at your um your vocal cords it looks exactly like uh, a vulva these are two powerful sources of manifestation so if there's also something that i could give your listeners is the power of being able to voice what's internal to be able to have it come out and be made real. So you can, one, it can be tangible for you and and you can also uh, allow it to come into reality, into existence. This universe and everything was created by vibration. So it makes sense that what create comes from that vibration as well. So Pleasure Revolution is a podcast to kind of encompass all of that.
0: Awesome. And yes, girl, get the platform started. If they're giving you no's, that means you can give yourself the very own yes. And so Amen. don't <laughs> ever get a no. If you, if, well, let me just say it this way. If you get no's, that means empower your yes to start something because you are the creator behind it and you know what you want to create. And so very much like you, I got a lot of no's and I said, well, you know what? I'll give myself a yes. And then I'll just yes. start moving slowly and gradually. And before you know it, you're creating, you know, a divine timing of your services about what you want to create, what you want people to hear, what you want people to listen to. And, hopefully attend future workshops. So we look forward to be able to sharing your events and everything that you're creating with our audience and our listeners. And, you know, if someone wanted to ask you a question in regards to the event and or talk about some of your Holistic pleasure Coaches um, sessions, where can one reach you at?
1: So, there's a couple of ways. I'm pretty accessible um, if you slip into the DMs on, on the gram. So, um, I'm at One Thread Coaching. So, that's O N E, One Thread Coaching. Um, you can email me also at info at the one thread.com. And actually, um, this week I'll be relaunching my website. We've rebranded it to feel just way more just like, oh, it feels so good. I'm so excited. So, it's going to have all of my services on there as well so that's um the one thread.com those are different ways you can access me
0: awesome and do you have a link tree too so if we hit the link tree yeah there you on go your gram all right mm-hmm. so it's all yeah. linked in there so we look forward to seeing you manifest and everything that you're creating but before before we let you go I know you mentioned one book earlier in the interview, was there a second book that helped you in your healing process or um, learning about pleasure moving forward? Because like I mentioned before, there are women who are kind of like in the part to the left or far to the right, or maybe somewhere in the middle where they're wanting to know a little bit more about pleasure and how to be able to guide themselves. Was there a book that kind of helped you kind of break that stigma with your inner self? Because I think a lot of practice comes with our education and our awareness and our conscious awareness to breaking that stigma with our internal thoughts. Yeah.
1: I, you know, there, oh gosh, there are so many books. I just read the one I reached for that I've absolutely enjoyed. So there's, there's been a few books that I've enjoyed, but the ones that have been the most pivotal are The Untethered Soul. And then more recently, Adrian Marie Brown, she wrote a book called Pleasure Activism. Um, this book, it was, it's like one of those books you're like, God damn, I wish I wrote that. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and there's, there's, you know, it starts off with a chapter about the erotic and, um, the erotic, just like pleasure. It's just something that's so misunderstood and the erotic is, is our source of power and will and it's 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 the will to become that's in every single thing and she talks about audrey lord who who writes about the erotic um it's just such a beautiful book and it's it's really comprehensive it's a fun read um it's it reads it reads like a fun book but then also you know she kind of she's like a researcher as well so it's a mixed bag so i would say pleasure activism if you want to dive into that specifically.
0: It's so, so good. All right. So those two books that she's actually recommending, I'm going to make sure to link them up to the podcast episode. And as well mention them on the ground, once we get that on and rolling to make sure that we are able to engage and have our viewers and listeners know that there's something in the movement that's being created, especially for women who are in that inner dialogue with themselves with if they deserve pleasure or not. I think it's really important to know that these resources are now existing. And it's really nice to know that we have a Latina creating it, which is Mm. really great. Any words of wisdom before we wrap up our interview?
1: I think maybe, oh, go ahead.
0: Or any pleasure words of wisdom? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think, um, you know, one of the things that I always sign off on on my podcast in different, different spaces is may you savor your body's expression of joy. Oof. Oof.
0: <laughs> I'm going to want that, like, you need to make a printout of that quote and put it in a frame and add it to your website so you can sell it. <laughs> no, that's in, the, that's in the works. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get
1: some, uh, some, of, some of these things up and going on. Okay. On my
0: when website. you do, you let me know because that's a really tell- good quote
1: girl sends you one <laughs> okay
0: thank you and all right audience and listeners if you have any questions please make sure to reach out also let's be mindful um of her timing and progress as well but like She mentioned before you can drop a dm and she'll message and respond to you if you want to get in contact with her you can look her up on the social media platforms through the gram you can look her up on the gram as one thread coaching and also in the gram you can find her link where it navigates you to the website to her podcast that she's creating and everything else that's in the works anything else you'd like to include before we wrap up hun
1: um no that's about it i just deep gratitude to all who are listening and i hope that um this sets you free
0: in some way shape or form Ooh, i love that sexy feet oh girl girl okay all <laughs> right guys thank you so much for listening we look forward to tuning in on the next one